0: Hello, brothers and sisters, and God bless you. It's Overcomer Ashley Kelly here representing the Overcoming Power Ministries. We thank God for bringing us through another week, waking us up to see a brand new day that we haven't seen before, but most of all, we thank God for another opportunity to share his word with you. Pastor Kelly and the Overcoming Power Ministries are so excited that you are tuning in with us. It is not by chance that you are listening on this morning because God has a word for each of you on today. We pray that something is said that will take you higher and deeper in the Lord Jesus. We welcome you to send us an email and become part of our mailing list. If you have prayer requests, send those in too at overcomingpowerministries at gmail.com. That's overcomingpowerministries at gmail.com because you too are an overcomer. Now, I ask you to lend us your ears as I introduce to you a powerful man of God who has set out to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I introduce to you Pastor Kelly.
1: The Lord bless you, my friends and my brothers. We are so grateful for another chance to come and to share the word of God with you. We thank God for Jesus on this morning. Amen. He is still King of Kings. He is still the Lord of Lords. Amen. He is still, amen, sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercessions for us. And for that, we praise him on today. Amen. We just thank God. Amen. He is the source of our strength. Amen. He is the one, amen, that woke us up this morning. And uh, there's an old song that says he didn't have to do it, but he did it. He woke me up this morning and he started me on my way, amen. And since I've become older, amen, I've kind of embellished that, right? He didn't just wake me up. He didn't just start me on my way, Amen. But I thank God that when I woke this morning, I knew who I was. I knew my name. Amen. I was closed in my right mind. And more importantly, not only did he give us the strength to get to where we needed to go, but he gave us the ability to perform, amen, our task, amen. If you went to school, amen, God didn't just wake you up and amen, provide you with travel and mercies this week back and forth to school, but he also gave you the mental capacity to perform while you were at school, While you were at work, amen, whatever it is that you do for a living, amen. We thank the Lord this morning that he blessed us and enables us, amen, to mentally, amen, perform the things, amen, that we get paid to do, amen. So we give God praise for everything, amen. I, from time to time, like to remind you that the Bible says that every good and perfect gift Comes from above. Amen. So we thank the Lord this morning. Amen. We thank God for you. We've been praying for our radio audience. Amen. Uh, We thank God for the prayer requests. Amen. We are adding to our list. As I mentioned, Amen. The list continues to grow. Amen. But I'm encouraged because, Amen, as the list is growing, Amen. We're getting some victory reports. Amen. God is doing it. God is still healing our bodies. He's still, amen, uh, you know, renewing our strength from day to day, from week to week. Amen. There's some people, amen, that we've been praying for that have been going through some really difficult times in their lives. Amen. Some who have been, amen, amen, taking chemotherapy and taking all different types and kinds of radiation. Amen. But God is sustaining them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't tell me God can't do it. Amen. Amen. We thank God for the doctors. We thank God for, amen, medical knowledge. Amen. We thank God for, amen, technology and medicine together and all the things, amen, that it can do for us. Amen. But I like to give God praise, amen, because it's God that gave, amen, amen, those in the medical field, those in the fields of medical technology. He gave them the wisdom, amen, to do the things, amen, that prolongs our life, amen, that causes us to feel better. Amen. So no, we don't attribute it to the skill of the doctor. Amen. We contribute it to the God who enables the doctor. Amen. So, amen. The victory reports are coming in. God is sustaining. Amen. Not just from a physical perspective. Amen. He regulates our mind. Amen. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. I remember a couple of years ago in one of my sermons, amen, the Lord blessed me to know Barry, there are times in your life where you may have gone off the deep end, amen, but i regulated your mind when I saw that on the, amen, the the, the odometer, amen, that regulates your sanity. When I saw the needle starting to get too far to the right, amen, I snapped it back into, amen, normal ranges, amen. So we thank God that he's not only healing our bodies, but he's healing our minds and he's healing our souls and he's healing our spirit. Words. Amen. A uh, the church that I grew up in, when we would begin to close the service, we would say, may the love of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Amen. So we thank God for the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That song that you get up with, amen. That's the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When you would, amen, amen, let the Adamic nature, amen, cause you to respond in one way, amen, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit reminds us of who we are. Amen. And it causes us, amen, to back it down. Amen. And respond to whatever it is that's going on. Amen. As the Lord would have us to respond. Thank God for the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit as well. Amen. So continue to send us your prayer requests. Amen. We want to hear from you at Overcoming Power Ministries. Amen. It's just one, amen, word, one phrase. There's no high no spaces, overcoming power ministries at gmail.com. Amen. We like to know what the Lord is doing in your life. Amen. Amen. So don't be shy. Amen. Prayer changes things. And we believe that it is the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous that availeth much. All right, we're going to go right to the word of God. We've been talking about, amen, uh, we were talking from the fourth chapter of the book of Philippians. I want to go right back, amen, this week, amen, I'm going to start um, from the 10th verse. So you'll find me in Philippians 4 and 10. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, I'm praying that you are, amen, being blessed by the word of the Lord, amen. I'm praying, amen, that you are finding time during the week, amen, to, amen, engage your devotion, amen, Um, not just in prayer, but I'm praying that you're finding time, amen, to engage the word of God, amen. As I've been sharing over the last couple of words, I'm sorry, over the last couple of weeks, we thank God for his word because it is a covenant, it is an agreement that God has with us, amen. So you need to be reading the covenant. You need to know the provisions of the covenant, amen. Hallelujah to God, amen. Ignorance is not bliss, amen. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus, so amen. I'm praying that you're studying along with me and during your weekly devotion, my prayer is that you'll have time to go back and review this. All right, by now you have it. It is Philippians, the fourth chapter I'm going to read the New Living Translation, and I'm going to start at verse number 10. How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Now that I was not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. Verse 12, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Even so, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. 15, as you know... You Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica or Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. I don't say this because I want a gift from you, rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. 18. At the moment, I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me with Epaphroditus. They are a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. And the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now, all glory to God, our Father, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So far, the scripture, amen. I read 10 verses from verse 10 through verse 20. Again, coming from the, amen, fourth chapter of the book of Philippians. Last week, we ended, amen. We were just starting to break into the truth of this particular verse. And I'm talking about verse 19. And this same God Who cares for me will supply all your needs. I just want to read it really quickly in the King James Version. Amen. Uh, That's Philippians 4 and 19. And then the King James Version, it reads like this But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And so as we were beginning to peel back, amen, the truth for this particular verse, I shared with you that that is a great promise, right? God is going to supply all our need. It's the Apostle Paul writing to the saints, to the people of God in the church at Philippi. And so he says to them in his letter, my God is going to supply all of your need, according to his riches and glory and i shared two weeks ago when we first started this that again this is a very very popular passage of scripture and we really get excited and we you know we go off and we say well i know that i'm going to be taken care of because god is going to supply all of my needs the lord told me in his word that he is going to supply all of my needs and the lord did tell us that right we have this in this covenant but i wanted to give you the right context around it right so paul amen uh uh, delivers this particular amen uh book of good news to the philippians because when he was in need they supplied his need and so what he's saying is the true message here is that When we supply the needs of others, we can expect that God is going to replenish our storehouse from his, amen, riches and glory. It does not apply to us if we're not those or we're not among those who are given to giving. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus. Now, I want us to notice this, right? If you go back, it says... Um, you know, um, go up to verse. Let's go back to the new to the new living translation because I want to make this nice and clear. So I don't want you to be amen, uh, uh uh you know, don't be, um, you know, uh, put off by by the truth in the scripture. The the, the the word of God and the truth of the word of God comes to set us free. So I don't want you to be, you know, depressed and say, oh my God, Pastor Kelly, are you saying that God will not supply my needs? No, that's not what Pastor Kelly is saying. Pastor Kelly is saying that in order for you to qualify for this particular blessing, hallelujah to God, you've got to be like the Philippians. You've got to be a giver so let's look at it really quickly right Paul says you know um, let's go back let's look at it Um, verse 15 it says as you know you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news no other church did this And look, I want you to pay attention. Right. So he's saying when I could not depend on anyone else, I could depend upon you guys. So they were they were people that helped him when he needed it. Right. Verse 16, he says, when I was in Thessalonica, you helped me more than once. So they didn't just give on one occasion. They were givers because he says, you gave me more than once. So they were habitual givers. They were not. uh, 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 He's not talking about a particular instance here. He says, you gave me more than once. So they gave on multiple occasions and that's not it. He's saying, go down to verse 18, he says, at the moment, I have all I need and more, and I'm generously supplied with the gifts you sent me. So he's saying, not only did you give me before, not only have you given me on multiple occasions, but they gave an abundance abundance. I don't just have what I need, I have more than what I need because, look at it, let's go back to verse 18, I have it, I'm generously supplied with the gifts you sent, amen, of of Aphrodite, I I have a generous abundance because of what you Philippians did, hallelujah to God, and he says the gifts that you sent, so let's, let's take this apart, let's take it, let's take our time. They gave on multiple occasions, they gave a lot, enough for him to have what he needed and more. And look at this. Let's look at verse 18. They gave what they gave. It was a sweet smelling sacrifice. It was acceptable to God and pleasing to God. So they didn't just give trash. They didn't just give the things that they did not want, but they gave, they gave an abundance and they gave good stuff. So because they were these types and kinds of givers, Paul said, My God is going to supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. Hallelujah. Don't you love the Lord? Amen. For amen. Amen. Opening up the word of God. Now you know how to be blessed. Now you know how to qualify for this particular blessing. Amen. They didn't just give, I shared with you, you know, a couple of years ago, amen, when I, I, I had lost a lot of weight and I needed some clothes and I asked one of my brothers to, you know, help me out. He says, I got a lot of clothes, but they were clothes that he didn't want to wear anymore. They He gave me the stuff that he was, you know, they weren't in fashion anymore. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus. But that's not how the Philippians did it. He goes not only in detail around helping us understand that they gave more than once. He, he, he takes it a step further. They gave me enough so that now I have an abundance. And then he takes it a step further. The type and kind of the things that they gave me. Listen, when God looked at it, it was a sweet smell. It was acceptable and it was well-pleasing. Hallelujah to God. So I want you to, I want to make sure that we understood this. And then as we talked about this, I was thinking about, amen, I heard that, you know, um, you know, a lot of times during this time of of, uh, 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 of the year, a lot of charities, even some churches, right, they have coat drives and they say bring your gently used coats they even you know people are starting to ask well we want to have a coat drive but don't bring your worst coat don't bring the coat from 1975 that has a lot of you know um you know holes in it because you know the the moths have eaten it right it says bring your gently used bring those things that are still nice Hallelujah to to the Lord God and if you really want to be blessed go out and buy a brand new one right so Uh, uh, I thought it was really appropriate to to spend some time here you know the Bible says in the book of Acts when you get some time go back and look at it right in the book of Acts the 20th chapter verse 35 it says it's more blessed to give than to receive now when you go look that up right you're gonna find that Paul is quoting amen Christ amen so in that chapter Paul is quoting something that Christ said during his ministry. So, you know, Paul is just parroting what Jesus said, right? So my point is, Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than receive. And and, 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 and this, again, is why God was going to supply the needs of the Philippians. Because they were given to supplying the needs of others, right? And... Um, You know, when you think about this, right, you know, um, this is really, right, the the antithesis of of our thinking and mentality. You know, a lot of us, you know, uh, we have a hard time reconciling, right? We have a hard time, you know, uh, uh, wrapping our heads around the fact that the only way that we're going to be blessed is by giving, That's just not the mentality. That's not the way we've been taught to accumulate and acquire, right? We are taught to accumulate by taking that which we have and adding to it. But that's that that's not the way it works in God's economy, right? You know, think about it, right? If I have a thousand dollars and I'm hoping to have two thousand dollars, amen, naturally, right? My my human logic tells me that I have to add to the thousand. I'm not gonna accumulate the two thousand that I need if I'm gonna give away from the thousand that I have, right? But in God's economy it's the it's the opposite, right? You have to give in order to receive. Amen. So this is this is in conflict with our logic patterns and with the ways that we rationalize things hallelujah you know most of us find it hard to believe that you know our needs are going to be met by supplying the needs of others and you know the giving of our own supply to provide for the needs of others when you think about it that requires you to empty out what you already have right so you know um this this really becomes difficult for us. In God's economy, Hallelujah, we have to understand that it's different from the world's economy, right? In God's economy, it's the principle of sowing and reaping, and and I talked about that, right? the The truth is is the, the truth is really in God's economy, saying that it's more blessed to empty out than to have somebody put in. And that's exactly what the Philippians did, right? Don't you love it the way the the, the way the Word of God comes together? And and last week I I, I kind of touched on this, and I just want to read this, right? Sometimes it's good to just go back and just make sure that. Everybody understands that. Amen. I'm not giving you Pastor Kelly's opinion. I'm trying to make sure that you have insight into the Word of God. Go to the Old Testament. Let's go to the story. I referenced this story last week and I just want to touch on it for a little bit, right? Go to the book of Kings, right? First Kings. I want you to go to the 17th chapter. Amen. I'm going to start reading at the eighth verse. First Kings. Chapter 17, verse number 8. It says, Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked, Would you please bring me a little water and a cup? I'm at verse 11. I'm reading from the New Living Translation again. 1 Kings verse, um, 1 Kings chapter 17. I'm now at verse 11. As she was going to get it, he called to her, Bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I have... Only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you said, but make a little bread for me. First, then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour, verse 16, and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord promised through Elijah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I hope that when you get time, you'll go back and you'll read this in its entirety. Now. I want you to understand that Um, in this particular story that we just read, right? So he's dealing with the widow at Zarephath, right? You know, he approaches her and he says, Can you bring me a cup of water? While you're at it, I'd like some bread too. And she says, Wait a minute, I don't have any bread. I just have a little bit of flour, I have a little bit of oil. I was just about to gather some sticks so I could make a, a fire. Prepare, amen, some small cakes or bread for my son and I. We're going to eat this cake and we're going to die. So, why is she saying that, right? She's saying that because they are in the midst of a famine. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. So, it's not like, amen. Uh, um, that, that, that they were in, you know, um, a normal economy. They were living in the midst of a famine. This widow is in dire straits, right? Let's just take it slow. Let's think about this, right? So she's getting ready to make a cake for her son, she's already come to the conclusion that, listen, things are so bad. This is all I have left. I'm going to make this cake for my son and I. We're going to eat this. After we eat this, that's it. We're just going to prepare to die. Not only... So first of all, she's a widow, right? She doesn't have a breadwinner. You know, back in those days, it was the male that was the more dominant breadwinner, right? So she... her husband is no longer with her she is a widow she doesn't have anybody that's probably why she is the one that's out gathering the sticks right the son that she's referencing here is a child so she's, she's, she's already, you know, without a husband. She doesn't have a breadwinner. She's out there doing the hard work herself of pulling together the sticks to make the fire. She's already without hope. Obviously, she doesn't have any hope, right? She's already come to the conclusion that after this, my son and I are going to die, right? And on top of that, Elijah asks her to go and to make a cake for him first. Now, I kind of struggle with this, right? Again, if we continue to operate according to the economy of the world, this does not work. I mean, he put her in a really tight spot, right? Again, she doesn't have a whole lot of hope. So not only is he asking her to abandon, you know, the little bit of hope that she has, he's saying, feed me first. He's asking her to take money out of the mouth, I'm sorry, food out of the mouth of her son. Hallelujah to God. It's not as if he's saying, listen, make me a cake. You know, give me your cake. He's saying before you and your son eat, make me a cake. Hallelujah to God. So she's in a really difficult spot. Why should she give, hallelujah to God, when her back is up against the wall? And I'm bringing this to light because so often we find ourselves finding excuses and justifying why we cannot give. And here the Lord is so good to us, he provided us insight into the word where even when we're in those types and kinds of situations, our responsibility as people of God is to trust and to believe God. Let's go back. We're about out of time, but let's go back, right? He says, um, you know, uh, he says to the woman, don't be afraid. Verse ten, verse 13, go ahead and do just what you've said, but make my cake first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. He's saying trust in the word of the Lord. I'm telling you what the Lord says, and all you need to do is trust in that. My friends and my brothers, that's all we have time for today. You've got to believe God. You've got to trust the word of God. You've got to, amen, hallelujah, stand on his word. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the time that we've had with this listening audience this morning. My prayer, O God, is that you will bless them with a special blessing. And I pray now that if there be one under the sound of my voice that does not know you in the pardon of their sin, that they will open up their heart, that they'll confess their sin, that they'll confess you as their Lord and Savior, and that they'll promise to walk in the light of your word, amen, as they learn it until you come, that they'll accept Christ and profess Him as their Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. My friends and my brothers, we love you. We're praying for you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. We're praying for you and we love you here at Overcoming Power Ministries. Be blessed. Be safe. Be saved.
0: Thank you for tuning in with us this week. We are so grateful you decided to spend time out of your day with us. And for those who just repeated the sentence prayer, we welcome you to the body of Christ. We would love to hear from you and add you to our prayer list so that we can pray for your spiritual growth and your walk with Christ. We pray something was said today that encouraged your soul, strengthened your faith, and blessed you beyond measure. To all our listeners. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or just some encouraging words, please email us at overcomingpowerministries at gmail.com. Pray for us here at Overcoming Power Ministries, and we will be praying for you. God bless you and protect you. And remember, you are an overcomer.